Welcome to Gov Innovator. I'm Andy Feldman. The U.S. Department of State is the only federal agency with two deputy secretaries. We'll talk about lessons for other public agencies from that approach with Heather Higginbottom, the former deputy secretary of state for management and resources in the Obama administration. Here's a clip. I really think that having one very senior official who can be looking internally and ensure that you've got the focus you need on those issues is a real advantage. Almost all federal agencies are led by a secretary and a deputy secretary. But in 2000, Congress created a new position at the State Department, which is the Deputy Secretary of State for Management and Resources. In doing so, the department became the only federal cabinet-level agency with two co-equal deputy secretaries. While the position was created in 2000, it wasn't filled until 2009, when President Obama appointed Jack Lew to the position. Our guest today, Heather Higginbottom, served in the role from 2013 until the end of the Obama administration. Before that, she served as the Deputy Director of the White House Office of Management and Budget. Today, she serves as the Chief Operating Officer of the global humanitarian organization, CARE. A note to our listeners, we recorded this conversation in 2016 while she was still in her Deputy Secretary role. Heather, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm pleased to be on. Before I ask you about the role... I want to jump to the punchline in a way, which is your advice for other agencies, federal agencies, but it also could be other levels of government. Do you think this is a model that they should consider? I certainly think it's something that each agency should really think about. Congress created this position, they would have an opinion, but just in terms of whether it would make sense for their agency. I've heard from people anecdotally who have said, boy, I wish we had this at our agency because I could focus more on X or Y, or we have this very long list of of challenges in terms of how we want to move forward quickly, but I'm so consumed with this other set of issues. I'm not sure that's the case for every agency, and certainly it depends. You know, some some deputies come in very focused on the management side, so I do think it depends. I think for the State Department, it just makes so much sense because of our global mission and the complexity of our platform, and I'm not sure every agency is faced with that set of, of challenges to manage, but some are, and I think that uh, being able to see this as a model that could be replicated is, is a very good idea. And tell us about the division in roles between the two deputy secretaries. We should mention the other deputy secretary is Tony Blinken. Sure. So we have a very natural uh, division among some of the priorities that relate to um, oversight of how our organization works. So whether that is embassy security, for example, which is something that my position is responsible for, oversight of the budget, of course, which is there in the title. Um, And then when it comes to the foreign policy issues, we just sort of equally uh, agree and divide up uh, who can uh, provide leadership and lead on which issue in part because the business of the State Department is to spend a lot of time on airplanes, uh, traveling and then conducting diplomacy. It's also really terrific to have somebody who can fill in for in the interagency process uh, on, on policy issues. So we have some policy issues that we sort of divide up amongst the two of us, and then we can backfill each other as well, which has been really helpful. I think it's worth underscoring that both deputy secretaries have a policy role. In other words, it's not that one person is all policy and the other is all internal management. On the other hand, your role does include an internal focus as the chief operating officer. Say more about the value, if you would, of having that focus on management and resources. I really think that having one very senior official 
who can be looking internally and ensure that you've got the focus you need on those issues is a real advantage. And I don't know that every single agency would necessarily find the need for that, but I think we have such a complex platform and such an important mission, uh, one that really does require us to be in a lot of different places. So I think it's been really a, a big advantage to be able to um, assign the work that way. Uh, Congressman Hal Rogers claims that he is the, the member who inserted this language into law many years ago in, in 2000, as you mentioned, um, and his rationale was that he had a really hard time tracking down the Deputy Secretary of State because he was always traveling. And so he said they need somebody there who can answer the calls and, and be focused and engaged. And it, it certainly resonated um, with me and I know with Secretary Kerry as well when he came into the, the building. It's interesting. If you only have one Deputy Secretary he or she might be quite operationally focused, uh, interested in performance improvement efforts, for example, or might not. We've seen people in deputy secretary roles who are or who aren't. Some are just much more passionate about policy than management. So am I right that having a second deputy secretary who's designated as the chief operating officer ensures that someone at the top has that interest and focus on, say, performance improvement efforts? I do think that's fair to say. And I also think when you've got Secretary Kerry, for example, who has been really engaged diplomatically all over the world, I can raise issues with him whenever I need to. I can act on his behalf whenever I need to, um, to advance something that's important to how we function and operate in this institution. We also have a huge number of employees foreign service officers, we have civil service, we have political appointees, we have local staff all around the world. Um, you know, issues come up all the time that require very senior level attention and engagement and input from the secretary. So I think it's important to have somebody who really has the capacity on a day-to-day -day basis to, to focus on those issues. When you think of examples of things that were able to be accomplished because of having a separate second deputy secretary that wouldn't have happened without, what do you think of? I think of it in two buckets. One is responding to challenges, and the other is taking advantage of opportunities. So in the responding to challenges category, I would look at the cybersecurity issue as a, a very good example of um, taking an issue that, of course, all federal agencies are wrestling with, um, but that we had a particular challenge with, and pulling together all the right people, setting a clear path forward and ensuring that we were improving how we were uh, defending our networks and proceeding uh, and communicating throughout the building about what good practices people needed to implement and so forth. It, it would have still been possible to address that issue uh, absent someone in this role, but we've elevated it to the most senior level here aside from the secretary and made it a big priority. And Heather, are there any potential pitfalls with having two deputy secretaries that people should be aware of and try to mitigate if they're going to use the same approach in their own agency? I do think it's really important that you have really clear communication and clearly defined roles and responsibilities. Um, I'm the third incumbent of this position, and I think each of my two predecessors and myself have approached the job in slightly different ways with slightly different priorities, you know, sometimes given guidance by the secretary uh, herself or himself, sometimes by their own sort of um, set of priorities. So being able to clearly articulate that so you have a hand-in-glove relationship with the other deputy is, is very important. And I think that's true really of any positions in an organization, but certainly one um, where, there, where there is the potential for overlap and confusion. You need to be able to communicate clearly to the building, to your, to your workforce, uh, as well as, as with each other. And there are some policy issues that uh, Tony Blinken and I uh, work together on 
Uh, one example of that is the migration and refugee crisis. I've been very focused on the refugee admissions program to the United States, and Tony's also very engaged on that issue. And so we just make sure to always communicate about who's leading on what piece and share information through our staff on a regular basis. So even on those issues where we really are both doing some important work, uh, we're sure to communicate with each other so there's no confusion. Any final pieces of advice on this topic? I think when you come into a position like this, the first thing that you should do is really step back and decide for yourself how you want to approach the role and then communicate that with your partner or your, your uh, equal so that there's real clarity in how each of you is moving forward and set up any kind of uh, system or process to address any concerns. What you don't want, and what I was concerned about in assuming this uh, role initially, was that there'd be competition among the staff to lead on certain things or to feel that they had to be the kind of principal deputy or really um, out in front. And if you want to be successful serving the American people, having the impact that you come into government to have, you have to be willing to check your ego at the door and make sure that everybody's working as uh, collaboratively as possible. That wasn't at all hard to achieve here at the State Department, but I think that if you don't do that, you can just find yourself wasting a lot of time uh, on, on bureaucratic struggles that don't move the needle. It's a basic thing to, to sort of talk about rules, responsibilities, and communications, but I think it's really critical. Heather, congratulations on all your service at OMB, now at the State Department, and thank you for sharing some of your insights with us about your current role. Thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it.